0: Hello, everybody. This is the Talks at the Cross, the official podcast of the Cross Point Church. Very happy to be able to reach out to you today uh, with a very important Bible study, our uh, introduction to a very important theme. I believe that in this day and age, this is a, a very misunderstood topic that uh, many churches are uh, confused. And I say that with all due respect, or are, are teaching a lot of uh, ideas and and dogmas that are totally not biblical and by that uh, I will explain in this short introduction and in further episodes we will expand this study and today we're going to be studying uh, one of the most interesting branches in systematic theology which is ecclesiology ecclesiology is the study of the church and uh, this doctrine this study is so profound and so needed and so many pulpits and so many pastors uh, have a need to understand what the church is and what it is not. And I say this with all due respect, uh, as a matter of education, Christian education and knowledge, I believe the enemy has deceived many and uh, many are confused of what the church is. We have some preachers, some teachers uh, also uh, making statements from the pulpit and saying, uh, things that are totally not biblical. And it is a shame that sometimes, you know, you hear preachers that say from the pulpit, the church is this, the church is that. And, you know, they sometimes take verses totally out of context. And today, with the help of the Lord, we will give you an introduction. We're gonna give you a short into a theological explanation of ecclesiology. At the beginning of the church, what the the word church means, when it was first used, uh, what the church is not. And uh, I would like to read a a verse that mentions, uh, it's the first in the New Testament, the first time the word church is mentioned or declared, and it was declared by our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is found in Matthew 16, 18. He says, I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades or hell will not overcome it. This is the first time in the Bible that the word church uh, in the Greek Ekklesia, it is from a verb ekalio, which means called out. And uh, it is uh, the first time that we see that the word church is mentioned uh, in the Bible. And in the Old Testament, the word church is not mentioned. We have other words that are similar and that can be uh, close to what the church uh, meaning is. Uh, the word synagogue in the Old Testament, is used to refer to the assembly. Uh, And today, I want to, you know, I don't want to confuse anybody, but I want you to understand that the church uh, did not exist in the Old Testament to to the surprise of many of you. The church was born on the day of Pentecost. 50 days after uh, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. If you read the book of Acts, you see where Jesus told his disciples, his apostles to go into Jerusalem and tarry there until they were filled, Acts 1.8, until they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And the church was born on the day of Pentecost. It was uh, born about, like I say, approximately 50 days. Uh, and on the, they were celebrating Pentecost, and we know the descent or the manifestation of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. That's when the church was born. I hope you can mark that somewhere in your Bible. That's the day it was born. We don't have an exact date uh, chronologically. I say it was roughly about the year 33 to 35. And I don't want to get into dates or, or, or chronology or archeology, but I, I do want to say that that's biblical. We see it, uh, we know it, it's in Acts, it's Bible. So that's the first uh, instance that we want to establish that the church was born on the day of Pentecost. So if it was born on the day of Pentecost, that means it did not exist before the day of Pentecost. So I want to be uh, clear with that, so you understand that. And that is the beginning of this study. So we see Jesus using the word and telling Peter, and this is another episode I will be talking where uh, some have misinterpreted uh Jesus was telling Peter that he was the rock. And, you know, it is so sad that so many people have misunderstood that because Jesus clearly says, I will build not Peter's church, but I will build my church. Matthew 16, 18. And are we, the Bible is an authority. Acts 1, 8, we mentioned We mentioned Acts 2, 4. So we see that the Bible tells us clearly that the church was born on the day of Pentecost. It does not mean that the believers in the Old Testament are not saved because they didn't belong to the church. It was a different dispensation. It was a different period of time where God dealt with humanity. But uh we, we want to make this clear. We want to make uh, the distinction. So if the church was born on the day of Pentecost, that means that Moses, Abraham, and all the patriarchs, uh, Abraham, the father of faith, uh, King David, King Solomon, did not belong to the church they were believers they were chosen by God they were used by God but once again if the church was born on the day of Pentecost they were not alive not around at that time so I want to make this statement and it is I I, I give the disclaimer uh, we will be discussing this furthermore but I, I want to establish right away that we have so many preachers that have made the mistake of applying uh, scriptures in the Old Testament and saying that's the church. The church has to do this. The church has to do that. And they have built dogmas on uh, not rightly dividing the word of truth as the Apostle Paul uh, clearly states all the uh, churches that he established with the grace of God and being the apostle to the Gentiles, the apostle of grace, uh, the authority on grace. The Apostle Paul made it totally clear that we need to rightly divide the word of truth. And today, my friend, my brother, if you're hearing this, uh, preacher, pastor, I encourage you, study the word, to show thyself approved, Paul, in that verse states. And we we state this with humbly and, and with uh, due respect to all our fellow co-servants in the Lord, all pastors and servants of the God uh, that, that preach the gospel, teach the gospel. We got to be very careful not to be teaching uh, things that we uh, do not study not i uh, receive the true confirmation from god or the revelation there's people that say many things but they have not done the research they have not investigated the scriptures as the bible tells us to do uh, they just hear and i buy, i use this i call that the parrot syndrome where uh, a lot of people just repeat the parrot repeats a lot of things it talks a lot And if you know, if you had an African Grey or a Macaw, those parrots have a large vocabulary. They repeat what you tell them, but they really don't know what they're saying. And with all due respect, the parrot syndrome is where you heard something, you repeat it, but uh, be careful. It could be a dogma that you're preaching. It could be a false doctrine. And uh, the Bible tells us we have to be aware of that. We have to be careful. Uh, You know, many... Uh, pastors, I don't understand that the word of God is, is powerful, it's more powerful than a double-edged sword, so we don't need to help, it. sometimes we, we think we need to add a little bit of, uh, so we can put fear in, in the people, and uh, we tell them the Bible says this, and the Bible says that, and uh, basically uh, we forget. Uh, to preach the gospel, the good news of salvation, grace. And today, like I say, we're talking the topic, what is the church? And I want to start out by mentioning what the church is not. And I want to say this with all due respect for some of you that have been taught or have been heard teachings that the church is the four walls or the building to go and you go and assemble. Uh, most of you every Sunday and, and you praise God, you worship God, or you go twice or two times a week. And you, sometimes you, you refer to that to the church, but that is the church building. The the four walls is not the church biblically. So I I say that with all due respect, once again, and I'm saying the disclaimer because uh, I was I'm a pastor's kid. Uh, I I was born in this. I was raised in this. I've heard it for years. And I'm not judging or criticizing our, our pioneers that that's how the way they were taught. And, you know, the the church was uh, a place where uh, they believed. They they, uh, even applied it to the tabernacle, to the presence of God. And I'm not saying that God does not uh, go there and bless us there. and His spirit is not there. But God is omnipresent. He can bless you in your car. He can bless you in your home. He can bless you anywhere. And he's blessing some of you right now as you're listening to this podcast. And I want to encourage you to study the Word of God, to investigate it, be, be, be sure that you know what it is. So the church, first thing, number one, is not the four walls, it's not the building you go to. Number two, the church is not an organization, it is not a social club, it is not a corporation. The church is not that uh, biblically, uh, like I say, now in the legalistic and the human and materialistic world, yes, uh, churches need to be incorporated. They are corporations. They are uh, belong to organizations. And yes, that exists. But that is humanly. Now, biblically, I say that the church is not an organization. It's not a social club. It is not just an organization. Uh, and that's number two. Number three, the church is not uh, consists of only a select group of people. Uh, the church is open. God has uh, broken all the barriers. There's no difference between Jew or Gentile. Uh, Paul says it clearly in Romans. The gospel reaches everybody that accepts Jesus Christ as their personal savior. And I wanted to just leave those three. There's more things that I wanted to go that have been proud about, uh, taught about the church, the church building, and confusion that uh, some pastors have tried uh, to teach that, uh, uh, you know, the church is so holy that that's the only place you can feel the the Spirit of God. Uh, And me uh, being a missionary, I've seen God manifest Himself under 10. I've seen God manifest itself in jungles. I've seen him manifest. I baptize people in rivers. I baptize people in Africa in, in uh, dirty water. And, and, you know, I say this not to uh, humbly to let you know that the presence of God or God himself will manifest himself beyond the four walls that you congregate. Uh, and with all due respect and I, and I uh, really uh, admire and I, I I look up to uh, some of these uh, pastors have built these beautiful buildings. Uh, but I must say once again, the, the church, the four wheel, uh, build, uh, walls of the building are not the temple of the Holy Spirit. Paul clearly states and, and I want to just leave you with them three. So once again, I say this with all due respect, and I want you to just grab it and write it down in your heart and pray about it. And you will, as soon as you hear the end of this podcast, you'll realize that sometimes we have made the mistake to give more importance to the four walls uh, where we assemble than to what the true meaning is of the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is us, the body. We are the church, the body of Christ. Uh, That is the true church. The church is uh, all those who have uh, been born again, have accepted Christ as a personal savior and have a relationship with Jesus Christ and now have become members of the body of Christ. And that is the church. Those are very strong statements. And I say that because sometimes uh, we sometimes make the mistake of uh, teaching things that uh, we've heard and we want uh you know there are other metaphors and symbols that can be applied and and i'm not you know uh criticizing uh some of us i I have compared uh sometimes used uh, you know, examples in the Old Testament to refer to the power of God, to the fire of God. But when we talk about the church being born on the day of Pentecost, we talk about a special body, a special period, the the period of grace, the period of the church. It is so special that sometimes we miss the mark by uh, some people not understanding the blessing that we have. Uh, The church is the bride of Christ. The church has a special place in the heart of God. Uh, uh, Christ is the head of the church and and, you know there's so many scriptures that can give us a truly uh, insight into what the church is and what it is not. So today I felt in my heart that I wanted to clear the air and and, you know i i've been a pastor many years i i I, you know built churches here and abroad i I, i've led and you know yes we need a place to assemble yes it's good to have and and those buildings uh should be adequate and it should be kept uh in in standards uh for assembling people to worship and to praise god Uh, and and, you know i i give a a short testimony as i was uh, uh starting my missionary uh ministry out in uh Italy and, uh, you know, as uh, being an American missionary and, uh, and my main goal uh, was to save the lost and uh, like any other young missionary uh, to build the building, to build the church. And and I uh, I was so excited. And uh, when uh, one of uh, uh, my co laborers co-pastors that I was supervising uh, let me know that there was a, a, a piece of property that they had bought and they wanted to break ground and they were excited. About uh, you know building this building so souls could be saved and and, uh, and the church had been struggling for years to uh, convert being a catholic nation being that the vatican is there in the country of italy i i i, I was excited that you know after being a missionary there for two years and, and I, I i received this good news and and i went to break ground and to start this construction of this uh building that we were going to build for the honor and glory of god and there was nothing wrong with it we prayed about it and it was ex- it was exciting and uh you know as we were uh, dealing with that process and getting ready, I travel from the southern part of Italy to the northern part of Italy and to the, uh, you know, province of Pisa, where uh, one of the pastors had bought a piece of land, and we were about to uh, break ground and dedicate and start building there and all of a sudden uh, that night before it was uh, uh, going to happen on Sunday, like uh, the main activities, uh, uh, God spoke through me through the night and and he said to me that uh, he wanted me uh, to start a tech ministry and that he, uh, he kept on telling me I do not dwell in temples built by men you are the temple of the holy spirit and uh I, I, I really struggled with that. And uh, and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And God impressed upon my heart that he wanted me to buy a tent. And that's one of the uh, ways the tent ministry uh, started in Italy, where we had so much blessing with that tent. It was a small tent that had capacity only about 200 people, but that tent uh, was such a blessing throughout Europe. It went throughout all of Italy. I was able uh, to use that tent and other major cities, Rome, Milan, and all the smaller, uh, and uh, Naples, and Avellino, and, and Sicily, and uh, we went. We even took it to Cordoba, Spain, uh, and and it was a blessing. But it all happened because God spoke to me and made me uh, understand that the church was not what I wanted to build. The church was us, the believers, and many miracles. Many folks were saved. And God revealed to me that the reason the church had not really prospered so much is that the Catholics were not going to a Protestant building. They considered that a heritage, their Catholic religion was uh, their heritage, it was part of their culture. And if a Catholic went to a Protestant church, he was like denying his faith, but to attend. It was a neutral zone and they could go there and uh we put a sign i recall me and the pastors asked the lord if this is your will that this uh tent be put up uh give us a sign so we put it up we started preaching and uh, uh nobody had accepted christ there asked for baptism and we asked god if he would give us just one as a sign and to our surprise the first uh, uh couple of days of preaching and i made the altar call five Italians uh, asked to accept Christ and to give their life to Jesus Christ. And another time we'll speak and teach and talk a lot at uh, least almost 10 year span of us working in Europe and Italy and and also a couple years in Spain and the, how God uh, was manifesting himself. But I wanted to mention this that God dealt with me. So some of these things that I'm uh, the scriptures that I will be mentioning to you there are scriptures that God confirmed in my ministry that it is so important for us to really have a clear understanding what the church is and how we as servants of the most high God, uh, Jesus Christ, be able to understand and teach our people. And you know, a lot of people are afraid, uh, uh, you know, if you teach them this the people are not going to come and assemble. Uh, That's not correct. If you teach people the right word, the word of God, uh, people understand that the word of God is authority. The word of God is powerful. So I want to say to you, and with all due respect, so keep in mind that the church is not the four walls the church is not a social club the church is not a select group uh the church is not an organization the church is the body of christ the church is the group of believers they have accepted jesus christ they have been born again and, and they have a relationship with christ in other words you are the church if you have accepted christ have been born again been baptized with the holy spirit been baptized in water then you belong. Belong to the body of Christ, the church. You are the church. So once again, I had clearly state this is Word of God. This is the Word of God. So uh, one of the things that we must understand, that referring to this interpretation of ecclesiology, you will find out that the church has uh, a lot, a lot of uh, different uh, aspects that must be studied in depth. The church is the flock of God. The church is the representation of God here on earth. The church was holding back the destruction of the Antichrist, of the evil forces. The church has the power of God. The church has the authority. Uh, we read the verse, the church, the gates of hell uh, cannot stop the church. What a powerful promises. The church has promises as the people of Israel had their promises. So does the Church. The Church has uh, a King. Jesus is the King of the Church. The Church has a a Kingdom. Uh, You know, it's God's Kingdom. Christ is the King. So there's so many uh, symbols, there's so many metaphors. The Church is the pillar and the support of the truth. I could go on and on and on, but I wanted to let you know today that I wanted to just give you an introduction that you truly understand that you are the church of the living God. You represent God. We are ambassadors, Paul put it this way. We're representatives of of the church of the living God. We represent Christ here on earth. And when you start to understand your position in the church, and in another episode I'll be talking about uh, the members of the body of Christ not all have the same function, but they're all part of one body. And, And you know, it's so beautiful when you start to understand your place you start to understand the blessing of, of having a relationship with jesus christ and the blessings that come the promises that come and also the the privilege but also the responsibilities as a child of god and that's part sometimes uh you know a lot of believers like to hear all the good stuff but they don't like to hear the part where it says well okay God gives me all this what do I have to do God gives it to you freely and, and you have freely received it but also you have an obligation uh, to be able to understand the value the treasure uh, these are pearls that God has given you of great value and and another reason uh, verse in the bible says we should not give our pearls to the swine you can't just let anybody uh, teach you a false doctrine and you fall for it and and today I, i'm giving you an introduction to ecclesiology but if you go into depth, uh, and i know some of you already googling and and you're asking yourself maybe no and this is not to confront or to cause uh you know any kind of um confusion on the contrary to let you know that you are part of the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, the kingdom of God. You have so much to be thankful for the moment you accept Christ as your personal Savior, that you acknowledge that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, that He died. Jesus Christ died on Calvary for us. He shed His blood to pay the price for our condemnation for because the sin of the wages of sin were death. But the gift of God was eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And also that, you know, the, every... Everything that Christ did was to uh, include us in this body and this. Uh, the church, the Ecclesia, the, the Eccleo, uh, he called us out of darkness to his marvelous light. What a powerful blessing to understand your place in the body of Christ. And we are the church. And you know, some people have more importance of going to a building than having the relationship strong with the Lord. You can serve God anywhere. Like I said, I prayed for people in jungles in Africa, and I've been able uh, to see the power of God manifest himself in many Areas of the world. And I'm so blessed to say that God is a God faithful to his promise. He's omnipresent and all who call upon him. And some places I've gone, uh, one of my last trips to uh, Guinea Equatorial, to uh, Malabo area there, and my my daughter was with me. We saw how the power of God manifested in these buildings that were, uh, some of them were not, no floor. It was dirt floor, no windows no doors, uh, they didn't have electricity, they only had candle lights, uh, they had kerosene labs, but oh, but the power of God was there, and the building was not beautiful, but those people were the church, they were praising God, and they were worshiping God with a, a true spirit, and God was manifesting himself, because we are the church of the living God, so my friend, my brother, I want to l- remind you that today is an introduction to ecclesiology, the study of the church. So we mentioned the first three things that the church is not. And I mentioned a few things that the church is. Now, I wanted to establish this because in this pandemic, I think some of us found out that, yes, uh, we couldn't unite uh, through uh, being there at the four walls, but you could uh, unite through media like we are now. Uh, We we, we got to learn to use Zoom. We got to learn to use uh, all these other uh, platforms to be able to unite and to fellowship and we're still using them. But you know, that's where we found out that we are the church. And that in the four walls, yes, and I, I, I see and and I see that now that we are gathering, it's a beautiful thing to, to fellowship and to gather and to feel that good feeling that you have when you see your brothers and you, you unite and, and you fellowship. That's all good and dandy. But theologically, biblically, we found out that we can serve God. We can praise God in our homes. We can praise God. Some of you are hearing me on your car. Some of you are hearing me at work and you're fully in the presence of God. That's how powerful it is to know your place in the body of Christ and to know what the church is. And I believe that now uh, we we are starting uh, to understand the true meaning of this scripture that the gates of hell cannot stop. This COVID virus, this pandemic could not stop the churches nothing can stop the church persecution have come nothing can separate us from the love of god But we have to understand this we have to be founded on the word of god and be careful and and, you know like i say i'm not saying that uh, you, you don't need to go to church to a church building i'm not preaching that i'm giving you a clear definition of what biblically what the church is And you know, a lot of people say, well, the the tabernacle was a symbol of the church. Oh, well, yes, because the presence of God would show up there in the in the cloud and, and, and in the pillar of fire. But that was not the church. The church was born on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after Christ paid the price for your sins and my sins and the sins of the world past, present and future. And that's when the church was born. But before doesn't mean the Spirit of God didn't speak to mankind in different forms and ways and in different dispensation. And I hope uh, I know that this is something heavy for some of you. You're probably wondering what is Bishop Samuel talking about? Talking about the church, talking about you. You are the church of the living God. You have a great, great blessing, a great position in the body of Christ. Christ bought you with his precious blood. He redeemed us to give us this place in the body of Christ, and He, we are the bride of Christ. Think about that. He takes care of us. He loves us, Uh, and it's so powerful. He uses this uh, symbolic uh, of marriage, uh, of of the bride, uh, of the love that he has for us. So I, I want you to understand this so you could continue to serve God with a clear understanding that you are the church. And, and the four walls are, are are just a building where you unite and assemble. And yes, when you're there, the presence of God is there. Oh, but, uh, you know, when once you leave that place, a lot of people, uh, you know, still have that idea that, you know, that place. And, and you know, sometimes they get more importance. They clean it, they paint it, they, they beautify it. And nothing wrong with that. I'm not against that. I like uh, building to be clean and nice and a warm balcony. Oh, but it's so much beautiful when the Holy Spirit is there. When we're there, gathered, and the power of God is there, manifesting, transforming life, doing miracles, saving the lost. Transformation is coming. Restoration is coming to people's life. That's the church. Uh, the Great Commission: Go ye into the world and make disciples. Uh, you know. You notice that. Uh, he didn't say, uh, you know, and this is where a lot of people miss the mark. They they give more importance to the building instead of the spiritual temple of the spirit of God, which is your body, my body. This is where the Holy Spirit dwells, and you know, way. Uh, confusion has caused to a lot of people and and, and believe it or not dogmas have destroyed some people's faith because uh, they, uh, you know, I've been to places all over the world and I've been blessed to be able to travel and preach the gospel to many different countries and I've seen I ran into Uh, people that were confused, people that were marginated, people were there condemned by others, you know, because you didn't go to church on Sunday so you're going to hell. You didn't do this, you didn't do that. Totally wrong interpretation of the scriptures. And you know, I, I say this with all due respect, Christ did not call us to condemn people. Christ called us to love and to restore and to preach the gospel. My job is not to judge anybody. My job is to preach the gospel. And you know, sometimes uh, we get uh, carried out and uh, the Pharisee spirit comes out. And and there's a lot of people that are suffering because they were not taught the truth. They were not taught what the church is. They were taught that they uh, did not uh, have any part and, and, you know, some of them were not even, uh, let into some of these buildings because of, you know, a a, a shortcoming or a sin that committed. And, you know, if somebody uh, said to me, Pastor, do you think, you know, I believe in restoration. I believe in the forgiveness of God. I believe that God's blood can wash the sins away of the sinner. And I believe the word of God where he says that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us. That's another episode that we'll be talking about. But today I wanted to establish this study of the church. So the church is not the four walls. The church is not an organization. The church is not only a select group the church is the body of Christ. The church is bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. The church has a a head. The church has a government. The church has a kingdom. The church has blessings, has privilege, and has responsibilities. So I, I say this once again so you can understand that the moment you accept Christ into your life and you have received uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you are part of the body of Christ the church you're part of the church and is that's the most important thing now membership into an organization or a local church is so important also. And I stress that because you need to be fed. You need to fellowship. You need to worship God, you know, you need to grow in your faith. And that's what we're here. That's what these buildings are supposed to portray to us a place to assemble, a place to preach, to teach the gospel, but to teach the truth. And the Bible tells us clearly, Jesus told them Jews and you should know the truth. And the truth are set you free and there's so many people that are bound by tradition by dogmas by false teaching and they live uh interpreting scripture and they live trying uh to Uh, save themselves by uh, doing this and doing that when Christ did it for all for us on Calvary he shed his blood and you know I've always said when you start to appreciate grace when you start to appreciate God's sacrifice you start to appreciate your place in the body of Christ being the body of Christ your whole relationship with God changes because you start to understand that none of us were worthy we were all sinners and come short uh, uh, you know of the glory of God we all uh, needed a savior and we all needed God to intervene and so we could be saved and forgiven of our sins and when you when you start to understand your relationship, your love and you start to understand that you are the church and when you tell you you, you walk and you and you talk and you tell people about God's love and, and you don't only talk but you show them you, you let them know they see it in you there's something different about you because you know your place, you are the church and it's beyond the four walls and I encourage you and it's so powerful when you start to to live how Christ wants you to live and to know your place. And you feel so so blessed to know that you're a child of God, that you are a prince, uh, you are a princess of God. God has given you a, a special place God has given you a a place that no, even the angels look down with envy. They don't have the privilege of being washed by the blood of the Lamb. You see this in Revelation, but you and I that have accepted Christ and been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Have this great uh, blessing to be able to sing the song of redemption, to be able to praise God at a higher level with the highest praise and to worship our Savior for what He has done for us and He does this every day for us he blesses us he protects us so my brother my sister i hope today that you will by the end of this message understand that you are the church of the living god and that you understand your place in the body of christ and another episode i'll be talking how to discover your place in the body of christ and what members uh the bible says have many members and different functions but all one body all united one Lord, one faith, one baptism. God is a God of unity. And this is so powerful when you start understanding this and you preach an unalternated gospel. You preach the gospel, the good news of salvation, of God's grace, of God's uh, salvation for your, for us, for mankind. And it, it all suddenly it, it changes. Uh, people uh, understand that, you know, God loves them. They feel it because they don't feel that, that they. Are uh, uh, being forced, you know, to a point where so many sects have risen up where, you know, you have to do this and you have to do that. And there is so many dogmas that are being taught. And I don't, I don't want to go into that, but there is so many, uh, uh, so much confusion when somebody does not understand the scriptures. But the scripture we read talks about that Jesus told Peter, uh, upon this rock, And he said, I will build my church and a lot of people said, well, he was telling Peter that he's the rock and and because Peter's name means the rock, little rock. Oh, but that's another study that I wanted to talk to you about. But he said, I will build my church. It's Christ's church. It's not nobody's church. And And when you understand that Christ is the head of this body, that Christ is the head of the body of Christ. And when we understand this, that he is the head of the church. And that this is a theocratic church. God, governed by God. God directs it. Oh, so many things happen. Uh, Your life changes because now you serve God out of not fear, but out of love. And and the fear of the Lord is understanding the, the, the attributes of God, understanding who God is but also understanding that attribute of love God is love and you respect that you love that because God is love is shown on on us and shines on us every day there's a psalm that says the Sun comes out uh, 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 comes out every day to the just and to the us uh, unjust it is so powerful to understand that God loves the sinner he hates him but he's love and he doesn't get tired with strings of love he calls us and my brother my sister if you have been confused about your place in the body of Christ your relationship with Christ I hope today This short study of what the church is will encourage you to come back to God, to restore your relationship with God. You are the church. Uh, If you've uh, left God because somebody told you you were no longer part of the church, uh, that is wrong and totally wrong. Nobody can take you out of the church. Only He who bought you with his precious blood. He is our savior. He is our Lord. He is our king. He is our redeemer. And he is also our judge. So thank God that we have a just judge. We have a just just, judge. A a judge that knows uh, and loves us with an everlasting love and i am so moved when i talk about this because i've talked to many people that have been so confused and a spirit of confusion comes upon their lives and they said i was condemned they told me i couldn't even pray to god anymore somebody even told me i couldn't call out to god and and somebody uh, one time i was preaching and a person came crying and said you mean that god still loves me even though i've done this i've done that i said yes God still loves you. And that uh, person threw himself on the floor and started saying to Lord, Lord, I love you for loving me, even though I don't deserve that love. Talk about repentance and the fruit of repentance. And I recall that the Spirit of God came over that person and she started to speak in tongues and to worship God because she realized that she was lost. But she came back and she realized her place in the body of Christ. What are you saying, Pastor? I am saying that God is a God, a restoration and the church of the living God has a special place here on earth. And our job is to continue to preach the truth, the truth. And so, uh, so many people have been confused and I, I, I'm not here to judge anybody, but so many people have misinterpreted these scriptures to try uh, to convince people that, you know, uh, the church is this, the church is that. But be careful, Uh, go to the Bible. Ask God pray to God and when somebody tells you that God is over here God is over there I've heard people say that only God goes to a certain place and a certain address That's a lie of the devil God is omnipresent God the Bible says where there are two or three gather in his name. He is there Let me repeat that against you. God says, where there are two or three gather in his name. That's the church two or three uh, it doesn't mean you have to go to a mega church. It doesn't mean you have to go to a special place. It doesn't mean you have to go to Jerusalem. It doesn't mean you have to go uh, into a special city. It doesn't mean you have to go to Rome. God even drows in Phoenix, Arizona. He even drows in California. He even drows, uh, you know, in some uh, desert towns. Yes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And so I, I, I'm getting excited. I'm just getting a little too excited now. But I just want to repeat. We're talking about the church. We're talking about that Ecclesia, that Eccleo, called out from darkness to its marvelous light. That's the church. You are the church, my brother. Sister, you are the church. Don't ever forget that. Don't let the enemy uh, make you feel any different. So if you are the church and uh, you are part of this uh, body of Christ and you represent, you're an ambassador of Christ, you have some really great privileges and blessings and some great obligations to tell the world that Christ uh, loves them, that Christ is the answer for their deeds, that, for them to repent, to come back to God. And you know, when we start to preach the true gospel, a lot of things start to happen and i i just want to come to a close by letting you know that god is a god of love god is a god that wants you to know your place and i, I close this uh, with that and i will be uh, having a part two on this we'll talk a little bit more on some of these topics that i mentioned uh real fast just uh, to get this uh, podcast as an introduction so once again we're talking about the topic the church may god bless you Uh, Don't forget to like, to share, and to subscribe, to follow us. The Talks at the Cross, the fishing podcast at the Crosspoint Church. May God bless you.